The basis for our sermon method today comes from Romans chapter 13, verses 11 to 14. And do this, understanding the present time. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber, because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over, the day is almost here. So, let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently, as in the daytime, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ, and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. This is the word of our God. Getting ready for Christmas can be a pretty time-consuming process. You gotta buy gifts, you gotta decorate the house, put up the tree, you need to prep for for the food that's gonna be there when, when you have all your family you're hosting at your house, you gotta bake cookies. There's a lot to get ready. And and especially this year, I think it seems like there's kind of a quick turnaround between Thanksgiving and Christmas this year. It seems like already Christmas is, is just right around the corner. And so there, there might be a few nights you end up staying up later than you really wanted to. You've got to burn that midnight oil just to get everything done in time, checked off your list. Or you've got to wake up super early before the crack of dawn just to get a jump on your day get everything done. The stress of the Christmas countdown can leave you feeling tired, feeling like you need to take a snooze or two or five before waking up in the morning. And and all this stress of prepping for the Christmas season uh, might also distract you from the most important preparations that also take place this time of year. We want to be ready for the day that our Savior is born, that day we go to the manger and see him there in Bethlehem on Christmas. We want to be ready for for that, that day that we meet our Savior. And we want our hearts to be ready. We want to be awake and alert aware of our our own sins and our shortcomings so we can really see how good it is to have that baby lying in a manger and and why it matters so much to have him there. We want to be spiritually ready for Christmas Day. And preparing for that, it's way more important than baking cookies or, or wrapping gifts or anything else associated with Christmas. And, and as we mentioned uh, before the service here, right, in the season of Advent, we're, we're all focused on the coming of Christ. And really, there, there's two different arrivals of, of Jesus we're, we're preparing for, right? When he comes at Christmas, God with us, Emmanuel, born in the manger. And we're also in Advent, kind of taking some time to look ahead to the second coming of Jesus when he comes back on Judgment Day. We want to be spiritually ready for that day. And if you're wondering how to get yourself spiritually ready for Christmas Day and Judgment Day, 
listen to some of this guidance from the Apostle Paul here in Romans chapter 13. There's two essential pieces required to get ready for the day. They're both pretty simple. First, you got to wake up. Second, you need to get dressed. Pretty simple, right? Especially that, that first one, it goes without saying, if you're going to get yourself ready for the day, you have to wake up first or you really can't do much else after that. But maybe you're wondering, how does it work? What does it look like to be awake and ready for judgment day? Hmm. Paul says you need to understand the present time. You need to know what time it is to know that, yeah, it it really is time to wake up. And right now, we live in a pretty exciting time. I mean, if you really think about it, we live at a time in between two great acts in God's plan of salvation. Right? On the one side, we've, we've got the first coming of Christ, coming on Christmas, taking up the work of being our Savior from sin, defeating sin and death. When he rose from the dead on Easter morning, the first big act of salvation already complete. And now, we're waiting for that ultimate goal of our faith, the ultimate goal of our salvation, the day when Jesus returns and takes us and all believers to be with him forever in heaven, where our salvation is sealed once and for all for eternity. We get to be with our Savior Jesus in the eternal light of heaven. This is the present time we live in, between those two big acts of salvation. And and Paul, notice how he talks about Judgment Day? He says the hour has already come. Our salvation is nearer now. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. Already now, the day Jesus returns is upon us. It's just on our doorstep, right around the corner. And, And we don't know. We don't know when exactly that time will come, but it it could be the next hour, the next minute, the next second, or not. But we don't know when it will be. And so really the time to get ready for that day, it's already right now. So we're ready no matter when it comes. And maybe the phrase, the phrasing here can kind of remind you of that, that jolt of adrenaline you would get if you sleep through your alarm. You know, as soon as you realize you overslept, right, you, you jolt out of bed, you, you get dressed as quickly as possible, comb your hair, you scarf down a granola bar, and you're out the door. Since Jesus is coming soon, maybe it, it kind of gives us a, a similar motivation to get, to get up and moving spiritually. And really, uh, each day, you think about it, brings us closer on our march home toward heaven. Each day, we are closer to heaven than we were the day before. And, and so we want to make sure as we continue this march heavenward that we don't get caught sleeping, especially now that we're so close. And this, this slumber that we're called to wake up from, it refers to those times we fail to live as active, alert disciples of Christ. And there, there's really a problem we have. We want to we keep away from becoming lazy or super just comfortable in our old sinful ways. 
it's, it's kind of hard to avoid hitting that snooze button on your spiritual life. Just taking a small little break doesn't seem so, so harmful, but it's a subtle thing, hitting that snooze button. And, and you've probably had some mornings like this, right? You know, bed is just, it's so warm and cozy, and, and the bedroom, it's cold, and it's still dark out. You don't want to get out of bed. And, and you know, as soon as you get out of bed, you got to get up, you got to get to work, and you probably won't be able to fully relax again until that, that evening when you get back in bed. So maybe it's better to just stay in bed. Just hit that snooze button. Let the day slip away. Our struggles to get up and moving out of bed in the morning maybe aren't that different from, from our spiritual struggles. I mean, we get spiritually sluggish sometimes, not wanting to change out of those old sinful habits because, man, that, that would be difficult. That's a lot of work and effort to go through to do that. Kind of might want to just cozy up with some of those sins we don't want to let go of. But this is being spiritually lazy. When we, when we allow our, our sinful nature to run our life, it might almost be like we're starting to hit a snooze button on our faith, our spiritual lives. It's kind of a risky thing to be doing, considering Jesus could be coming back any time now. The time for sleeping is over. Jesus is coming soon. And so it's a good thing that our Savior calls himself the light of the world. And he promises, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. This is our Lord who promises he never slumbers nor sleeps. You have already been awakened to your coming salvation through faith in Jesus. You've already been awakened that that word of God and the truth about Jesus that's found there wakes us up spiritually. We live fully awake to God's plan, fully awake to his love for us, eager and ready for, for the day that our final salvation is revealed. We're not afraid of it. We're eager for it. So wake up with the help of your Lord, and then remember to get dressed. Right, this is something you do physically every day. You have to. You can't walk out to work wearing that... that Panda bear onesie. You got to put something on that's going to get you ready for the tasks ahead and the, and the work or school you got to get to. And when it comes to getting spiritually dressed, Paul also tells us we got to change clothes. He says, let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. In the following verse, he, he explains what that means, putting aside or, or taking off the deeds of darkness means not being at all associated with types of things like carousing and drunkenness, sexual immorality and debauchery, dissension and jealousy. Instead of wearing those deeds of darkness, we are to put on the armor of light, which, which means to behave decently as in the daytime. So right you got to do that in the right steps, though. Uh, taking off the deeds of darkness first before putting on that armor of light. And as you look at that, that list of these deeds associated with the darkness of sin, you look at it like, man, that's, that's a pretty intense list here. Uh, and maybe you think to yourself, 
okay, well, I haven't been at any crazy parties lately, so most of these <laughs> haven't gone near them, you know. <laughs> Carousing, debauchery, not here. Um, dissension, I don't think I've been causing dissension anywhere that I'm aware of. We're, we're really quick to point out, like, look, I haven't been doing those big, bad, obvious sins. Maybe we're so quick to point that out so that we can cover up the majority of our sins that are hidden. Keeping, keeping those ones in the dark. And, and maybe those types of deeds of darkness are the ones we're really more attached to, the ones we take the trouble of hiding away. These, these deeds of darkness, maybe they're, they're kind of like cozy pajamas. They're comfortable, easy to slip into. And maybe you don't want to go through all the effort of changing out of them. That'd be a lot of work. Like, like cozy pajamas, these deeds of darkness kind of call us to stay spiritually lazy, to not get up and ready for, for the day, especially the day of the Lord's return. And it's ironic how these, these deeds of darkness, these sins that we would never want to have revealed, these end up being the sins that reveal to us how desperately we need someone to wake us up, to, to bring us into the light, maybe even drag us there against our will sometimes. And this is why we don't wear clothes of our own making. If we did, no matter what we would put on, it, it would always be stained with the deeds of darkness. Instead, God gives us a change of clothes. He gives us his son. And look what Paul says here. It's so cool. He says, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, because we're commanded to take off these, you know, these kind of deeds of darkness, of you know, drunkenness and sexual immorality and dissension, you'd think God would command us then to just put on the opposite virtues. You know, put on sobriety and chastity and peacefulness. But we get to put on something even better than that. Just put on Christ. Being clothed with Christ means letting Jesus himself get you ready for the day he comes back. Like, like a little child, we need help getting ready for the day. And in this case, it is okay to be like a little child, especially when it comes to getting spiritually dressed. Let Jesus clothe you with his robe of righteousness. God sees you wearing Jesus' perfection. Being clothed with Christ means you get to wear a robe that has been washed clean. And the blood that he sheds for us on the cross, taking away sin, taking away those, those hidden deeds of darkness, washing them out. Being clothed with Christ means you're already wearing those resurrection robes of white. You're already wearing what you need for entrance into heaven. You already have faith in Jesus as your Savior. You're already wearing Jesus. And there's no clothing more comfortable more protective than, than wearing Jesus himself. And since you have put on Christ, you have the power to do what Paul says, to 
behave decently as in the daytime. You can display outwardly what has already taken place inwardly. You're covered with Christ, completely covered with him. Your, your actions reflect the one you're wearing. This, this spiritual armor of light. That's what you're walking around in every day. And, and, and this armor equips you to be able to take on those, those battles against the desires of your sinful flesh, those deeds of darkness. You take the battle to them. And, and you're able to, to beat them back with the light that Jesus gives. Not a light from ourselves, but a light we're clothed with. And resisting that, that temptation to hit the snooze button on your faith, it's going to be a continual struggle till the day you get to heaven. But even when you do hit that snooze button, even then, you're not defined by the deeds of darkness. You're defined by Christ, the one that you're wearing. You've got the right set of clothes to be ready for the day and the battles that lie ahead of you. Be ready to take them on with the armor of light. And remember your baptism, too. At your baptism, God woke you from the slumber of unbelief. He woke faith in your heart. And he allows you to wear that armor of light. He gives you Christ himself as your clothing. And, and this is why um, sometimes people used to, and, and still today, will baptize a baby in a, in a special baptismal gown. This, this white gown, it's a picture of, of what's happening at baptism. This little child being clothed with Christ. Paul told the, the people of uh, and the, the Galatians, he said, all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. Look at that comfort in baptism. Now you, you rise each day to live in that baptismal grace. Daily, you, you can drown those deeds of darkness and replace them with acts of love that shine out to others. Man, how important your baptism is, being clothed with Christ. You have the power and the motivation to, to wake up, get dressed, and get ready for the day. You've got everything you need to resist hitting that that spiritual snooze button, you live fully awake. Fully awake to God's plan. Fully awake to his love for you. You're wearing Christ and his saving work as your clothing, as your armor. And you've got a pretty beautiful dawn to look forward to. You're ready for the day Jesus returns. Because Jesus is the one who got you ready. Amen.